time for Ask Patty, automotive advice for women, with Jody DeVere, founder of AskPatty.com. Now here's Jody DeVere and her guest. Welcome, everyone, to the monthly live and recorded Ask Patty, automotive advice for women radio show. I am so excited this month to have as my guest Brandy Schaffels, Chief Editor of AskPatty.com, who has recently attended all of the largest and most important auto shows as we finish up auto show season. She's here today to share with all the listeners, especially the ladies, all the great new cars that are coming out. And in the spirit of April, which is one, Car Care Awareness Month, and Earth Day is coming up on the 22nd, I thought we'd start it off by asking Brandy about some of the more fuel-efficient or green cars, the greenest of the green that you could talk about to, um, you know, entice some women to get out there car shopping. Brandy, welcome. Hi, Jody. It's great to be here. Great so, to you know, have you, Brandy. Season, auto show season is always a great place to do shopping, um, whether you're looking for a green car or whether you want to step up to something larger because your family is expanding or maybe you want to step down into something smaller because your family has gone off to college. Um, what I love about the auto show season is it gives you an opportunity to see everything all in one place without a salesperson standing over your shoulder, and you can compare um, cars within one certain manufacturer or you can compare model to model. So if, you were, if you're looking for something in a particular segment, you can you know just go across all the sedans or all the SUVs or whatever you're looking for, especially um, as the show season progresses from November in Los Angeles to April in New York. The manufacturers always make sure that they're bringing something new and exciting, and they're also showing us concept cars that will be coming out in the next couple of years. They may not be for sale just yet, but they're showcasing new technology. At the New York Auto Show this year, two of the cars that I saw that were very exciting, um, the first one is the Mercedes-Benz B-Class, which is a very small SUV, but it's got an electric engine. So this is the first car for Mercedes-Benz with a hybrid or alternate powertrain. Um, its electric engine promises a 115-mile range, but with 134 power, horsepower. So a lot of the concern that people have about electric cars is that they don't have it, they don't have spirited driving, or they don't drive. You know, you step on the gas and they don't have anywhere to go. This is a Mercedes. It has the comfort you would expect of a Mercedes. Horsepower enough to move a small car, and 115 all electric range. Um, and they're expecting Ooh. to be due. Yeah, yeah. Um, we won't see this in the United States until summer of 2014, but if you like the idea of a small electric car, an alternative that you can get right now is the Smart Electric, which is a two-seater, and that's coming out this summer as well. Now, the other car that I liked at the New York Auto Show that is a um, something new for people who are looking for alternate powertrains is the new Subaru Crosstrek Hybrid. And the thing about this is that Subaru already has a great reputation among green lovers or tree huggers for being super fuel efficient and you know, great performance in all-wheel drive and certain, you know, very rugged. And they're one of the few brands that's not afraid to be called a wagon. Um, in some markets, manufacturers have felt that calling their car a wagon is the kiss of death because people don't want to be seen driving a wagon anymore. But, um, you know, Subaru is not afraid to call their cars a wagon. Um, and now they're going to have a hybrid version, which is promising, you know, 
great fuel economy, probably about 28 miles per gallon in the city and 34 miles per gallon on the highway um, with an electric motor and regular, you know, traditional series hybrid, which means that it can drive in only electric mode or it can drive only in gas mode or it can do both for extra horsepower when you need it. Hey, so if you're looking for green technology, that's great. When can that vehicle, when will that vehicle be on the market? Um, very soon, very soon, actually. They're promising by summer, I think. Great, because I'm I'm a Subaru owner, and I am looking to upgrade into a wagon. And boy, I'm excited about this new vehicle. So you got you really perked my interest. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's nice about it is, like I said, you know, Subaru already has a great reputation for being um, rugged and durable, and you know, this is their first entree into a hybrid marketplace, which is going to allow them to, you know, collect another audience of people into their already very loyal fan base. Like me. <clears throat> In yeah. fact, Subaru, one of the reasons I selected Subaru is for safety, too. Um, the all-wheel drive is not just like your standard all-wheel or uh, drive. It is really something special, and it really um, several times saved me from having an accident on the road. So I'm a big fan. I'm a very loyal Subaru owner. Uh, this is my third one that I'm owning now, and I just love it. I love it. So cool. Yeah. So what else? What else so is what else? green in the car world? Well, I'm already a fan of small cars. I drive a Ford Fiesta sedan that gets, you know, 30 miles a gallon around town, and I've seen it go from 40 to 50 miles a gallon on the highway. Um, but I tend to be a pretty conservative driver, and we can get to fuel saving tips later. Um, but I do, I'm do. i a fan of small cars, so I was really pleased to see the Mitsubishi Mirage it's a subcompact. It looks about the size of a Chevy Spark or, um, you know, other small cars in that marketplace. Um, it promises competitive fuel economy with other cars in that segment, like my Fiesta. It has 37 city and 44 highway, and it's priced in that same segment. You know, you can start about 14 and probably price it all the way up to 20,000 if you wanted to get every, you know, every bell and whistle installed on the car. Um, it's got a 123 horsepower engine, which isn't a lot, but it's still a really small car, so they're promising, you know, spirited performance for a small car. And, and they, this segment is sometimes called a city car because they're just teensy. You can park them anywhere, and they've got enough oomph to get them out of a jam. You don't have to be afraid that you can't merge onto the freeway or get out of the way of, you know, emergency vehicles that might be coming up in the city. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, because it is car care awareness month i am um on the board the women's board of the car care council i also wanted to mention that even if you're driving an older vehicle or a bms you know a big giant vehicle there are ways to improve uh fuel economy just by taking care of your vehicle properly in fact regular maintenance on your vehicle and doing all those oil changes and checks and making sure that you're running on uh, properly treaded tires and also that you are inflating your tires properly and keeping them inflated by checking your air pressure uh, once a month are all ways to maximize the fuel economy of the vehicle you're driving. And if you really want to go green, you can start using synthetic motor oil and or re-refined oil. There are many choices or even G-Oil which is made of cow tallow, yes, cow tallow, which is a probably the greenest of the green in terms of motor oil choices. 
But there's a lot of brands out there that are using re-refined oil that are API certified, meaning that they are um, the American Petroleum Institute has granted them the privilege and the honor of being a high-quality motor oil choice for your vehicle. And doing regular maintenance, again, um, you know, you don't want to skimp on that if you're driving uh, a newer car or an older car. In fact, right now, uh, people are keeping their cars around 11 years now. So um, it might be time to get a new, greener one. And so, Brandy, what what else have you seen out there? Well, I want to come back to this, but I don't want to forget about these other cars that I saw at the show that have some great um, features to them. The 2014 Honda Odyssey Elite that's going to be on sale later this summer comes with a vacuum in the back that can what? you can yeah no <laughs> kidding I named it my best of show just for that one feature and it's something that you know I think every mom is going to love it and it won't be long before we start seeing it in other minivans and listen when my my most recent son who's now ten but when he was a baby we got we had a Honda Odyssey and I felt that it was the best choice for our family at the time because there's room for Kid stuff in the back, you can throw anything you want in the trunk, and it's got room for seven. It ultimately turned into the minivan that toted the baseball team around, and you can get all the equipment and, and all the kids. But put a vacuum in it, and you don't have to worry about the junk that they throw around that gets under the seat and the Cheerios or whatever it is that they've got. And what's really nice about this thing is that as long as the engine's running, you can vacuum as long as you want. Even if you turn off the engine, the vacuum will still run for another eight minutes for you to clean up. So think about this. Like if you take your kids to the beach and, you know, they track all that sand in the car, you can vacuum it up before you even have to park the car. You don't have to make a special trip to the um, car wash or haul out your own personal vacuum to, to get in there into the nooks and crannies. I think well, that's great. I have dogs, so i gotta oh. ha- I got to have that. I actually have a small portable vac. And I have, um, you know, I, I use it all the time because I have black interior and white hairy dogs. So li- listen up, automakers. You need to have vacuums in all cars. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's nice about this is that it's made by ShopVac, or the ShopVac helped them to um, to develop it. It's got a replaceable filter and canister, and it's got nozzle accessories, and everything is in the back in the rear cargo area. So it's not like some little crappy little vacuum that's going to, break on you. It's got a history of a you know reliable um, developer, and it's going to be really easy to use and get the, the junk out of the car when you need to clean out the canister. That is just so awesome. Awesome. What yep. else do you got? Boy, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So the other car that I also was in love with, um, a couple that I was in love with, Mercedes has introduced a new small car called the CLA 250, and it's going to be coming out... Um, in, it's a 2014 model, so we'll see it later this year. This is a car that Mercedes has, has um, targeted towards a younger audience. It's priced around 30000 between thirty and 35000 to get into it. Um, their idea on this is that if you start people in your brand young, they're more likely to move up into more luxurious and bigger cars as they become older and more successful. So if you start a young person in you know, with a small CLA, they're more likely to wind up in a C-Class or a larger vehicle later on. This car has a turbocharged 2-liter engine with 200 horsepower, and it's still promising, you know, pretty good fuel economy for its marketplace because it's got a start-stop engine feature. Now, if you're not familiar with start-stop, it can save up to 10 to 15% depending on how much city driving you do because basically whenever you um, take your foot off the gas and stop at a stoplight or in bumper-to-bumper traffic, it shuts the engine down so you're not using fuel at idle. 
And in a car like the Mercedes, that's really meaningful because they, they tend to have really sporty performance, and so you're tempted to want to always step on the gas. It's kind of nice to know that when your car comes to a stop, you're saving gas. That's awesome. Wow. All this innovation around fuel savings and keeping the planet greener, I love it. I love it. Well, and the thing with start-stop technology, we're probably going to start seeing that in a lot of cars in the future because it's such an easy step for the manufacturers to make, and it doesn't require the drivers to do anything different. They don't have to get different gas. They don't have to plug in at night. And it can, especially if you're a heavy city driver or someone who spends a lot of time in stop-and-go, you'd be surprised how much you can save just by not having your engine running while idling. Wow, that's terrific. So, you know, on top of that, I I wanted to point out a couple of other uh, tips on car care while we're still on this topic. And one of those things is that one of the ways that you can reduce fuel economy is to not be a hoarder in your car, meaning you don't want to keep your junk in your trunk. Because weight, having a very heavily weighted car, and I know some people who use it as a storage unit in their garage, and just, you know, it is full of stuff. And so if you want to remove any excess weight and take it out uh, of your car to maximize your fuel economy. And, um, you know, also keeping your car clean. You know, you don't want, uh, I know a lot of people, uh, especially in the east, the northeast, it's still, it just snowed last week. You want to clean your car and get all the dirt and grime so you're driving aerodynamically um, correct in the vehicle and get all that funky salt and all that stuff that sticks to the bottom of your vehicle off. So good cleaning, is, spring cleaning on your vehicle will also help. Uh, not only uh, maintain fuel economy or improve it, but also it will keep you safer and also uh, removing all that grime off your vehicle uh, will reduce uh, wear and tear and make it last longer. So what other vehicles are exciting and new? Well, ever since I first saw the new CTS, um, I guess it's been about six years now, five or six years, I've always been in love with the styling. It's an elegant car. It's spacious inside, and um, so with the New York Auto Show, Cadillac revealed the next generation of the Cadillac CTS, and it's meant to compete against an Audi A6 or a BMW 3 Series, and it offers you know luxury and sporty performance. It has zero to 60 times in 4.6 seconds, and listen, you know what? I know that a lot of ladies don't really care about performance, but there is still a very exhilarating feeling to stepping on the gas pedal and feeling that car go. My kids always used to sit in the back seat whenever I had test cars and say, Mommy, do that thing where you make the car snap my head back. Um, So it's nice to know that you can have an elegant um, luxury car that still offers some level of performance that you're not. Like, I love Mercedes. They're beautiful and they're elegant. But for me, they feel a little heavy. What I love about the Cadillac is you get that same luxury, but but it feels much lighter to drive. Yeah, and, And you know, I like to... Sport, that sporty feel, you know, when it's lighter to drive, it just, oh, the maneuverability, I love that feeling. Absolutely. And I actually took the the small Cadillac, the ATS, out on the track, and I'll be posting video of that at askpatty.com sometime soon so that you can see how that the smaller ATS performs on the track. Now, there was one other very important car that was released in New York, and that was the highly anticipated but extremely surprising Camaro Z28. Um, 
The manufacturers love it when they can pull a surprise off on the journalists. So many of us are looking for information ahead of time so we can get our stories pre-written so that we can have them go live when the cars are launched at the at the show. But um, General Motors managed to keep this one a surprise because they were showing a Corvette and they were showing their Performance SS. So all the journalists there were very surprised when they unveiled this 500-horsepower 7-liter Z28, which um, enthusiasts will be able to get later this year, later in the summer or in the fall. If you are a car enthusiast, I have always told people, this is the Camaro is the one car that speaks to my heart, that makes me understand why car guys are always gushing about how much they love their car. You know what? It's so beautiful to look at. It's not necessarily practical. I'll tell you that. The backseat is small. You're not going to get anything in there besides garden gnomes and groceries. The trunk is not meant to hold a stroller. You know, it'll hold your groceries and it'll hold a weekend bag. But there's something about the sound of that engine and the sporty performance and just how I feel in it that just makes me love that car. So if you're an automotive performance if you are enthusiast and you want performance, the Z28 is really going to knock your socks off. Yeah, I actually test. Yeah, I actually uh, got to test drive the when they first released the Camaro. Mm-hmm. I got to test the um, two of the the uh, both versions, the convertible, which hadn't even been released yet. And I have I blogged all about that. It was so fun because the thing is, is that um, uh, it it. That feeling that you get when you're in a muscle car for girls, I think, at least as a girl, is it just brings back so many happy memories. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know, you know what? Just... I have a friend who drives a Challenger, and she said that you know when she steps on the gas at a stoplight, she feels 17 again. Exactly. It makes you feel young and that feeling of freedom and just fun, and it reminds me of drive-in movies. <laughs> Yeah, and car hops and big boys uh, uh, hamburgers and drive-ins and uh, I don't know, just the nostalgia of those muscle cars. And I love that they've re-released a lot of these vehicles in the last few years. And some of them actually do get great fuel economy, actually. Well, you'd be surprised. Actually, the um, Camaro with the V6 engine gets 30 miles a gallon on the highway. So as long as you're not constantly stepping on the gas for that that off-the-line acceleration, you're still able to get really good fuel economy when you're just cruising on the freeway. 30, 30 miles a gallon from a performance car is nothing to laugh at. That's that's a pretty good accomplishment for the manufacturers. Yeah, so I think that's a pretty sexy car. Any other really sexy, hot cars that you want to talk about? Well, I'm a huge fan already of the 7th uh, generation Corvette that was unveiled in Detroit, and then they showed us a convertible version of it. Um, soft top convertible in New York, and you know it's a two seater, another car that's not especially practical for families. But if you need a fun car, if you've got, if you want classic American performance, then there's nothing like the Corvette to accomplish that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, surprising fact about Corvettes verified a few years back is that 60% of Corvette drivers are women. That's excellent. I love knowing that. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Yeah, who knew? And the, the thing is, is you can have the performance of a Ferrari. There's a lot of parts on this that are manufactured. Um, some of the suspension and handling parts are being used in Ferraris. So you can have the performance of a Ferrari for the price of an American you know, muscle car, which is 
I think you can start about 60. I know that you can price them up pretty high. I know that you can get a uh, Corvette for above 100, but that's still an amazing. You you can't get a Ferrari for that price. You know, and they look so hot driving down the road. <clears throat> and of course, I think we need to say to to kind of shed some tears that the beautiful Tesla. You know, all the problems they're having at Tesla, and it is such a green um, uh, vehicle and such a beautiful vehicle. I just saw one recently, and I pulled up next to it, and there was like an 80-year-old man driving it. He was driving his dream car for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just shed some tears that um, they're not doing so well right now. You wrote you know, a great a article about place. that. Yeah, it's a very tough place for the marketplace right now, and especially for Fisker. Um, Henrik Fisker put his name on the company, and then earlier this year he had some problems with the board of directors and he stepped away. And then just last week they laid off about 60 of their employees. You know, they had some problems with their batteries. The battery manufacturer went out of business. They had to warranty a bunch of cars. Um, It's a really challenging place for a new startup company because there's a lot of development. Actually, Coda was another electric car maker that went, you know, spent five years trying to bring an affordable sedan to marketplace, and within six months of actually getting the first models on sale, sort of went by the wayside, in, you know, very quietly kind of went belly up. Um, it, it takes a, a giant investment to get these new technologies off the ground. And ultimately, when the small car, when these um, niche manufacturers come up, it makes the giant manufacturers step up their game. I mean, seriously, because Tesla entered the marketplace, is the reason that GM was able to get the Volt online because there was sort of this little competition between GM and Tesla to show, you know, GM had the manufacturing process down, Tesla had the sporty performance aspect of it down, and they had a little bit of a competition going to see who who was going to make it work. And they ultimately both did. Tesla sold out all of their models. And the Volt is, I'm sorry, yeah, the Volt is performing Amazingly, it's getting better fuel economy than they estimated, and especially in California where you can get access to the carpool lane with it, they're selling like hotcakes. And not only that, but often the manufacturer deals on this, you can get a lease on these cars for very affordable so that basically what if you've got the right commute and you manage to stay within your electric range on that car, which is about 20 miles, so if you drive 20 miles to work and you can plug in and then drive 20 miles home, you don't have to buy gas. So if you're a person who would be spending 200 bucks a month on gas, you're basically making your car payment with what you're not spending in gasoline. Wow, that's awesome. And although the price of gas has come down a little bit recently, it's been it's still ridiculously high. And I live in the Los Angeles market like you do and it's still at $4 a gallon, which you know, mm-hmm. I was just back in Connecticut and I wanted to import the gas there because it was it was like $3.60 a gallon. <laughs> Uh, you it's know. funny, people don't and realize so, that, that 20 cents is a cup of coffee or it adds up. It really does. And, you know, especially if you're a commuter, um, and I think this is why a lot of companies are, you know, allowing people to work from home because it's a, it, there's a lot of savings on, on gas and that, you yeah. know, to be a, uh, a, you know, work from home kind of person. And I, I just read a stat the other day that more and more women are, choosing to work from home or trying to find a way to work from home because it also works around your family. You know, you have a little bit more flexibility with childcare and things like that as well. Um, so, Brandy, I have a final question for you, and it is the question of the day. If you could drive your dream car 
And my goodness, you test drive so many vehicles throughout the year. This is probably really hard, but if you could drive any car and own any car, what would be your dream car? Now, I'm assuming that when you say I could own any car, this means that I don't have to worry about the cost of insuring it or the cost of putting fuel into it. So if I won the lottery tomorrow this and I could have any fantasy, car I wanted, fantasy car. My, <laughs> my fantasy car is the Bentley Continental GT Speed Convertible. It's absolutely the most beautiful Bentley that's ever been produced. It makes 600 horsepower. You can um, get to zero to 60 in four seconds. Its top speed is 200 miles an hour. And not only that, you can drive with the top down at 70 miles an hour and have a perfectly quiet conversation with your companions in the car. And as far as I'm concerned, that's luxury and performance, true elegance, and I'm a convertible girl, so the fact that I can put the top down and you know feel the sun on my head is just makes me very happy. Awesome. Thank you so much for being my guest. Again, it is April. It is Car Care Awareness Month, so be sure and get your your vehicle in for your regular service. Take care of those tires. Prepare for the summer months. And also, um, in honor of April uh, and Earth Day on the 22nd, think green. What can you do to... Uh, Make your car more green? Well, keep it serviced correctly. And also, if you're in the market, there are so many choices for fuel-efficient vehicles. So maybe you can take your income tax return, if you've got one, and go out and put a down payment on a beautiful new vehicle, 2013 or 2014 vehicle. Brandy, it's been a pleasure having you as a guest on my show this month. Thank you for being there. Great to be here, Jody. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's it for Ask Patty, Automotive Advice for Women radio show. See you next month. You've been listening to Ask Patty, Automotive Advice for Women. The Ask Patty show is a Boomer in the Bay production.